passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello everybody, this is Wei Ting here, and CM Punk returned to professional wrestling tonight on AEW Rampage's The First Dance. A lot of you guys had a lot of thoughts, including many of you who actually attended the show live in Chicago. And so what we usually do on Fridays is we open up the phone lines on Rewind of Smackdown, where we have also been covering AEW Rampage as well. And I wanted to share with you the non-patrons. Some of these phone calls from our audience, uh, because I thought they were tremendous, there was just a real air of uh, celebration, I feel. And uh, in fact, I wanted to just basically give you the second half of the show entirely for free so you guys can all share in some of their feelings as well. If you want to listen to the entire podcast, you can always, of course, subscribe to postwrestlingcafe.com, where John and I review the entire show, as well as the go-home edition of SmackDown heading into SummerSlam. So uh, postwrestlingcafe.com, if you enjoy it all, and if you want to support us, Otherwise, just enjoy this. Let's uh, let's not waste any time. I know that probably a lot of people want to chat. Uh, we are at max capacity, so let's open up the phone lines. Yeah, raise your hands, everybody, in the Zoom room. We want to get to your thoughts. Some of you guys I know maybe even attended the first dance tonight, so we'll try to get to as many of you, uh, of you as we can. And we ask that you keep your points to a uh, quick one thought if you can one question at least yeah we want to try to get to as many as possible so um yes we appreciate uh succinct uh somebody who i believe was uh is just coming back from the united center is professor kevin professor kevin welcome to the show how was the first dance oh it was it was a religious experience i like i have never been to a wrestling show that was more fun that had more positivity where just Collectively, the entire audience was rooting for something that we all wanted to see, and we got it. Um, I don't know if this came across on TV, but um, they played the uh, Alan Parsons uh, music for the Chicago Bulls entrance. um, It did not air on TV. No, that didn't air on TV. So so they played that, you know, with about two minutes to go before uh, going live. And once they did that, that that was the signal for us in the crowd. Right. It's like, okay, I, I, I turned to my wife and said, okay, they're starting with punk. Like they're not playing this song and then, you know, throwing to uh, the, um, the, the tag match or anything else. Right. So um, yeah, we, we kind of knew it was coming, but even though we knew it was coming, I know this came across on television, that reaction to be a part of that. I know <laughs> I will never, ever forget this night. That was the best wrestling experience I've ever had easy what ha- what happened after the show kevin like what what did they do did they do more matches uh what what happened after they went off the air uh they passed the mic around between uh john moxley eddie kingston uh sting actually gave some woos and uh and uh you know he talked about how uh how much he loves AEW essentially um that aw the fans we are first class citizens um and it, he was making reference to you know wcw 
back in the day kind of being seen as second class. So he kind of uh, told that story of kind of coming full circle in his own career. Um, they gave the microphone to Darby last, who uh, pretty simply said that he accepts uh, CM Punk's challenge for All Out. And how was that met uh, by the crowd? Like, did they respond to Darby in like a, a heelish way? No, it was very positive for Darby. Um, I think uh, I, I heard you guys talking uh, during the review that, um, you know, maybe the crowd didn't react, know how to react to uh, Darby necessarily. I definitely sent some of that. I was one of those people, John, that thought, um, or I think Wei mentioned this. I was, was one of those people that thought CM Punk would come in, uh, come in at the end to uh, book end the show. But when Darby came out with Sting, I think with the addition of Sting, you know, it, it kind of, it was like, uh, it was like, I kind of want to boo Darby. I'm not sure if, you know, you're, so you're right in the sense that we weren't sure how to react, but I think with Sting there, um, you right. know, I was excited. That was my first time seeing Sting in person. Uh, so um, yeah, he was received well though, when he, when he accepted the challenge, I think, I think both uh, Darby and Punk will be cheered at all out. And are you, the last thing, are you going back for any of the three shows? Yeah, I've got uh, tickets for all three, actually. So, Very um, cool. I, you know, I, I, I said to my wife, should, should we drive up to Milwaukee? I mean, that's only 90 minutes, but uh, I, think, <laughs> I, think we'll, I think we'll stay home for that one. And just, we'll, I'll, I'll be content with the, uh, the, the three shows that are still coming. But I mean, honestly, that just speaks to, you know, everything they said about, you know, they make promises and they deliver. They don't try to swerve the fans. There's no trickery, um, you know, at least. And, and if there is, it's something that's better. Or it's something that, you know, is it's like it's not something that people are angry about. It's always something that uh, elevates uh, what they were originally promoting. So um, I've got my ice cream bar wrapper right here. Uh, They delivered on that. You know, that wasn't even a joke. So um, this company, Goodwill, through the roof for me. Ice cream and CM Punk. You got a satisfied customer tonight. (laughs) Thank you very much, Kevin, for the call and enjoy that ice cream. Let's go to somebody else who was there, I believe, tonight. Uh, Jake, Jake from the Windy City. Are you there? Hey, hey guys, can you hear me good? I can hear you. How's the show? All right, yeah, yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, I'm here. I'm here in my car. I just got home, and uh, I, forgive me if I'm still a little groggy because I was yelling uh, all night uh, tonight. And I've been a wrestling fan for over 15 years, and um, got me a little emotional. It was hands down the greatest experience that I've ever gotten to to witness as a fan, and it, it was just it, it was amazing and. I had high expectations, and they and AEW just knocked it out of a part. I've never been so proud to be a fan. Uh, I just want to get that out of the way. It's it's so so humbling and so it's just amazing to witness. Um, what um, also what Kevin forgot to mention uh, in the um, after the show ended, uh, Eddie Kingston um, asked Tony Khan out uh, to the ring, and uh, he came out and uh, gave a, a short uh, short speech, and everybody was chanting, "Thank you, Tony! Uh, thank you, Tony!" And, uh, yeah, and he, and uh, I, I can tell, and I can tell that he, um, Tony was emotional as well. Uh, he just said, uh, thank you for believing in us and thank you for, uh, for trusting in us. Uh, we, uh, we promise we will never let you down. And yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're here to make a mark and we're not here. We're not here to fap around. We're here to stay. So that's what Tony said as well. 
I hope that they recorded all this and that at some point we'll get to see all that online because like those are the real moments that to me transcend, you know, just even whatever professional wrestling is. Those are the moments of community that I I think are like part of the reason why so many people love AEW. I hope they had a camera on Punk from when he left his house till he got to the arena and just followed him like that is one thing where WWE is fantastic at that stuff and it's like they have cameras glued to these people because they get every moment caught. And I hope that they got a ton of that tonight. Just him, the locker room as they're watching this segment, as it's happening uh, and different stuff like that. You know, if you're Tony Khan, like this, this, uh, this entire thing was ambitious, but I feel like this promotion of this particular show by like (laughs) trying to announce the United center, like with pretty like late notice and not even announcing the headlining draw, and selling the thing out is is really incredible. So, uh, yeah, I I told. Any other highlights from your experience, Jake, that you wanted to convey? Oh man, like uh, I, I, slight even seconds after the the punk promo. Um, you, sh- I'm gonna send a picture uh, probably on the on the form in the Discord. But the lines, like a quarter of the arena, went out immediately to get that punk shirt, and the line was emasculating. Like it gave me, it gave me a headache just looking at the picture itself when I took it. So, yeah. <laughs> Did you get a shirt? Uh, unfortunately not. So uh, yeah, there was no way I would get it out of the way because I, and I'm also working tomorrow. So there's no way I'm going <laughs> to um, take the time to do that. So yeah. So uh, other than that, it's like, you know, it's, it's so great to see CM Punk back. Uh, he was, man, like he, he was the guy that brought me back into wrestling uh, 10 years ago. Uh, and yeah, it was it was awesome to seeing how emotional he was, and that and that was authentic, and how he laid it out there, and saying saying like you know in 2005 he left professional wrestling, and and today he officially came back. So yeah, just uh, just amazing, just an amazing moment that I will never forget. And uh, uh, first thing, uh, last thing here, uh, just um, uh, obviously uh, the, the first two hours of the program. Uh, two hours of the event so they were recording dark and uh and also like Britt baker did a, an amazing promo with tony shivani a great interview uh uh before like um some of the girls came out and uh, a great response for frank Kazarian and the lucha brothers uh, it was such a fun experience so uh, yeah i'm definitely going to be um unfortunately i won't be uh, at all out uh, uh that sunday but i will uh, make it to uh the next dynamite and rampage uh, at the ser- at at the now arena, I should say. So, yeah, just just can't wait, and definitely got my definitely got my my energy up going. So, uh, <laughs> mm. just want to get that out of the way. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to get my uh, taking my call, guys. <laughs> thank you, Jake. Thank, thank you, Jake, for making the time to call in. Uh, you know, uh, Jake wasn't able to get a T-shirt, but uh, somebody who might be able to help him out with that. This man, I believe, was sitting in the front row with his post wrestling hat, Scrump. Scrump, are you there? Hello, hello, gentlemen. Can you guys hear me? Uh, we, we can, can hear you. Scrump, are you uh, are you packing these shirts already or what? It sounds like you have a lot of work to do. Uh, no. Um, I don't have any shirts, guys. I'm sorry. I wish I could provide shirts for everyone in the post wrestling family, but um, no, we, I don't have any. All the ones we had were at the arena. Um, but yeah, holy, holy shit. What, what, what an awesome show. Um, I'm, I, I mentioned the story to you guys earlier in the week. I uh, <laughs> um, earlier in the week, CM Punk drove by on his bike, said hello to me on the street. You know, we're we're pretty cordial. And I mentioned to you guys, I was scared that in those ten seconds that he took his ice off the road, some sort of accident would have happened, 
and I would have been responsible for ruining Rampage for everyone. But thankfully, that didn't happen. Um, I'm someone who, through working at Pro Wrestling Tees, I, I wouldn't necessarily call him a friend, but we're very friendly with each other. I've worked so many of these conventions here with him where people are constantly asking him, when are you coming back? Or are you going to come back? And he would always just say, you know, if, if the right situation came up, he would. Otherwise, he wasn't interested. And for the longest time, like, I believe that because that's what the guy's saying. And he was very sincere and genuine. But to see him come back and get and see him get so emotional, like the last time, the last time I was at the United Center, uh, it, it was the day before he left WWE. And so it, it was kind of full circle for me, at least to see him come back to wrestling, you know, at the United Center. It was awesome. And um, yeah, like it was such it was such an amazing experience. I, I may or may not have uh, had a heads up that, you know, he might be there. Um, but like that didn't take away from me. You know, like I'm someone who spoilers don't really ever affect me. Um, and plus I have that flag. So, you know, it, it's one of those things where it just, it made it that much more exciting. And like that arena was electric. The last time I felt, you know, that much electricity in an arena, like tangible electricity was when he won at Money in the Bank. So to see like everyone come out, everyone show support and see like the emotion on his face was just, you know, Chef's kiss. It was, it was awesome. Wow. Awesome. Awesome, Scum. Um, any other highlights from the show, you know, besides maybe the punk, punk appearances that you wanted to discuss? Um, boy, is Moxley just fucking cool. You know, it's like Stank and I sat there just looking at each other, like dumbfounded how, you know, he was crazy Uncle Dean in WWE, as like you guys like to say. And he was just, he commands such a presence that like, you know, any wrestler from any company that's coming into AEW, it, it just it makes me so excited to see how they're going to treat him and or how they're going to treat them in general and like how different they'll be because, you know, like Mox is a perfect example of that. In WWE, they only let you they only let you get so far before they say, All right, that's enough. But um with this, no, it was it was awesome. And yeah, I mean I, I hope the show came off. Uh, on on TV, as awesome as it was in the arena, and yeah, like I'm I'm so much more hyped for these upcoming Chicago shows. You, before you go, Scrump, like, can you do you like? I'm sure like you don't know now, but in terms of like the sales, like this merchandise and this shirt are going to move. Like, are you expecting this to be like break records? Like, is this going to be that that level? You feel of the demand? I mean, prior. Prior to this, the highest selling shirt has been was Brody King. And that's for obvious reasons. You know, I don't think that um this Sorry, you mean Brody was, Lee or Brody King? Brody Lee. I'm sorry. Brody, I'm sorry. Lee. Brody yeah, Lee. Yeah. It was the highest one. Prior to that was Sting. I right. have to imagine that this will this come to be in that ballpark. In that ballpark, you know, again, Brody Lee was an exception, so I don't think it'll yeah. necessarily break that. If it does, I mean Every, you know, when we first started pro wrestling tees, CM Punk, you know, that was, that was what kind of got the ball rolling in terms of getting more, you know, more commercial success. And there are still people who aren't fully aware of pro wrestling tees. So I think, I do think that, um, you know, him coming back, this shirt, you know, the hype around it. Again, I've had so many out of the woodworks, haven't spoken to these people since 
high school that are like, hey, do you have an extra shirt? And again, I wish I had enough extra shirts for everybody, but I don't. So I, I definitely do think this will, you know, this will do great numbers in, in terms of like, but CM Punk, again, for someone who's been out of wrestling for seven years is still one of our top sellers constantly. Like, mm-hmm. And again, this is someone who hasn't wrestled in seven years. And now that he's back in arguably like the hottest wrestling company, like I, I can't imagine that this, again, doesn't do more, you know, more of those Sting, Brody, Lee numbers than, you know, any normal shirt he does put out. Um, yeah. do, do, do you know who designed it, Scott? Stank. So, uh, Amazing. Yeah, Stank designed it, and you know, ad- admittedly, I'm I mentioned I'm someone who I, I love spoilers, and I kept pestering him over and over, and he would not budge. He wouldn't, you know, he no sold me, never, never, never showed me that design. Um, and yeah, like I think it is awesome for him too because he is someone who designed the first few CM Punk shirts. You know, when we put them up on the site, um, and yeah, like it's you know it, it's a variation on you know on that classic logo and again like with wrestling it's you know it's kind of what what's what was cool back then kind of comes around and becomes cool again and like look at that logo you know it's it's not how, how, how did you keep the shirts a secret um well, we have a I mean, giant at, the, at some point <laughs> yeah i suppose so i suppose so you, uh-huh. like was it like keep out you know that type of thing or, or well I mean, everybody kind of knew no so i mean it's Again, I I I have I've had bad luck of I walk into Ryan's office and sometimes I see things on the computer on his computer that I shouldn't, um, which was very much the instance with this. Um, but no, they, you know we have a we have an offsite screen printing facility in which these were made, um, and yeah, like I mentioned, we have a giant warehouse with a giant warehouse space. And uh, that's where we where we kept them for a while. You know, funny enough, a lot of the staff today, you know, I was like, "Is he really going to show up? Is he really going to be there?" And I'm just hmm. shaking my head, like, "If you guys only knew what were in those boxes right over there, um, you know." And so, got- and so, and so, they weren't even selling them before the show. I take it. No, uh, it's it was. It, I'm under the assumption that once he came out, they probably you know put them out at the merch uh, booths. I, wow. uh, you know, again, Amazing. I was. You know, you guys saw me there the whole time. I'm not sure. I actually wanted to go get one myself, but I was there. You know, the, the reason I have the, the CM Punk logo tattoo, the you know, is because uh, Money in the Bank, I also was not able to get one of those uh, cool shirts. So I figured I would tattoo it on me permanently. But uh, I, I, do, I did have friends who were there and they were like, that line was, you know, God bless you if you're able to, to get one of those shirts because that line was wrapped around the building twice. Thanks All a lot right. for the live report, uh, Scrump. It was uh, great to see you uh, there front and center all night. Yeah, for sure. I mean, hey, I was there in my post-wrestling hat, like I told you guys. You, know, you guys are awesome. You guys are crushing it. And uh, yeah, you know, shout, shout out post-wrestling. Thank you very much, Scrump. Uh, get some rest. Awesome. You're going to need it for sure in the days to come. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys are also went, but we will go through some of these calls. If you have, uh, I want to get definitely get more live reports. If you are, if you have been there, just send a, a note in the chat room here, and I'll get to you shortly. But uh, I'm gonna go here to Colby, Colby John. Thank you for calling back. Um, sorry, I think I hit the wrong button here. Let me go, Colby John. Are you there? And if so, what did you think of tonight's wrestling? Win. Rampage ends is when we call in. It's August 20th with John Pollock 
and waiting, awaiting, in suspense of these things, of what we see in the ring on TNT. CM Punk is back. This Friday night, he soon crashed the Pro Wrestling Tees website. CM Punk is back. We all unite. Zoom rooms doomed. Ice cream for all. Let's take a bite. Oh, it's a historic wow. night. Damn. Historic night. And I'm so you know, jealous. You, you freaked everyone. out a lot of people last week with, uh, like, you come to life. And this is just going to send people into a different oh. orbit now. Oh, I'm, uh, well, praise be. Praise be, uh, you know. Uh, NFSA, right? N- NFSA, you don't say. So <laughs> all good things, all good things. And, uh, you know, I'm jealous of all the people that were there in Chicago. And uh, they'll be jealous of me next Friday when I'm going to be live at SmackDown again. And uh, with with uh, I don't think my wife's going back though. This uh, Baron Corbin thing really turned her off big time. And uh, but it was really 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 cool thing to see CM Punk. And I had to call in and just check in with everyone. And um, all good things, guys. I'll check in next week. Thanks, Colby. It's great to hear from you. You can grace us with a custom theme for every uh, major occurrence, as I'm sure you'll awesome. do for that edition of SmackDown. Uh, thank you very much, Colby. Much appreciated for that call. See you guys. Let's go. Let's go up next to uh, somebody else who was there. As we continue our live reports, we go to Hochi. Hochi, in Chicago. How is the show tonight? Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, can you guys hear me? Yep. We can hear you. Okay, What's up? Yeah, I mean, I'm just walking back from now from the show right now. Yeah. That was insane. It was like one of the loudest things I've ever heard in person ever. Like, so emotional as well. It's crazy they got that shot of that one guy that was like crying almost, which is not almost shot, he was that guy was, yeah, he was crying. crying he's going to be the, the like image attached to this like in all seriousness that's crazy like that just reminds me of, like the little girl when like is cashed in on orton or some something like that i'm not sure but but yeah incredible show um what's funny is is like piggybacking a little bit on that line for the merch so i ran into a friend that was in the merch line um because i was trying to get in there as well Obviously, way too long. Um, but he was like, dude, I got you. I'll get you a shirt. Just let me know. I'm like, cool. So by the end of the night, texted him. And he had not even made, like, the front of the line. And they had already sold out in his line. Um, at one point, they said they had smalls left. And then they were all sold out, which is insane. I mean, just from the merch sales of that punk shirt, they're gonna they did it okay i'm on ebay right now and yeah like man people are putting pe- shirts up there it's a hundred like one is already up to like 150 dollars uh with six bids um man somebody is listing for 400 please don't buy <laughs> oh, that wait what? wait there were people literally with like coming out of the line like just like with a bunch of shirts in a bag and literally trying to sell the shirts <laughs> to the other people in line like hey i got you can buy this extra large for 50. I'm like, holy shit. You know, John, I'm sorry for the person. But. <laughs> no, no, all good. John, how would you like a CM Punk ice cream wrapper for $36? Oh, my you God. You can place a bid right now. That's insane. Jesus Christ. I wow. will be real. I, I actually kept a wrapper. I have a wrapper. So thank you oh, for letting yeah. me know that. <laughs> 36. Jeez. Wow. This is insane. That's crazy. That wow. is insane. But besides that, I mean, incredible show, um, Mox Super Over. I was really impressed by, like, how fast those dark matches are, like, in person. Like, mm-hmm. they are really efficient with those matches. It's just, like, in there, like, obviously, whoever's doing the job, like, doesn't even get an entrance. Like, in, out, two minutes, and then next one. They start a countdown for, like, the next match. It's how many crazy, did they like, do, roughly? Fast. Like, 
do you have like an estimate how many matches did they do i got there late i was there like around i would say 7 30 central um and by the point that i was there they did like six matches okay it was like an insane amount it was like really like and they were all like super super quick and it was really interesting as well because i was like on the floor like near the um entrance ramp and behind me you could see like just all the aw like a lot of the wrestlers and staff just like waiting like to see what punk would do like or waiting to see like how that reaction would come out like i saw don Callis there i saw a lot of the refs there the varsity squad was there so yeah it was just amazing night all around but yeah i'll let you guys go with that and thank you for taking thank my you call. very much hochi appreciate the live report and uh, um keep that wrapper keep that wrapper clean uh or not clean you know uh, i don't know how people like their wrappers let's go up next to nick nick thank you for waiting patiently what did you think of tonight's wrestling? Oh, of course. Uh, some absolutely incredible stories, uh, you know, before me. Those are unbelievable. It's amazing to see, like, what an impact this guy has on so many fans and people in this wide-spanning wrestling community. Yeah, this is, like, genuinely something that I will never forget, even though I was just watching it on my television. But I could hear it all the way from uh, my apartment in Boston. But, uh yeah, it, it is just so amazing to be able to see him come out, uh, embrace the crowd, have the crowd embrace him, and watching someone fall in love with something and do what they were born to do, and in this case, fall back in love with something in real time, is just such a powerful thing. So I'm so you know blessed that we got to see that tonight, and I love CM Punk just as much as the next guy, so I'm very happy to see him back. Um, I guess my question is, how much we we know we're going to see him next week and we know that cult of personality drop is going to get the people going for the next foreseeable months and maybe years but i guess how much of a weekly character should aw make a cm punk be you know should he be someone that we see every week on dynamite should he be someone who comes around only for the pay-per-views because i think you know we all thought that sting would kind of be one of those figures but we see sting every week so how how, how do you think they should play you know, their CM Punk card while they got him? I think it's a great question. Um, I think we've seen them be pretty, you know, tempered with uh, their big appearances. Certainly when it comes to wrestling, they have to, they should be very careful about how how they do it. And they're saving that big one for that big first return for pay-per-view. But beyond that, um, I... I feel like these first few weeks, you you it's expected to have a CM Punk appearance. Certainly for those Chicago shows, Dynamite and Rampage, and certainly for next week's Dynamite. Um, and then after All Out, I think you can get away with like maybe like once the luster is kind of worn off, you can get away with like the occasional appearance like you have with the Kenny Omega or even a John Moxley at some point. But for these first few weeks, I would put them on pretty often because I think that's the expectation. Yeah, I think I definitely agree with that. I'm going to get out of here, but I haven't said this since I've called in last time, which is a month ago. But Way, congratulations on the wedding. I uh, hope it's been a very happy few weeks for you and, you know, many happy returns going forward. So I appreciate you both as always. And I look forward to you know coming back here tomorrow for SummerSlam. Thanks, Nick. Thank you so much, Nate. Uh, Nick, I've, I had Nate on the mind because that's who's going to be joining you tomorrow, John. That is correct. Oh. Tomorrow night. Oh. John and Kate plus Nate. Let's go up next to... Rory, Rory, what's going on? 
This is one of those times where it sucks to be all the way here in Australia. Uh, the FOMO was really real, and I didn't think I'd even say that about a one-hour show. Uh, it was, oh, man, uh, I, I, I'm man enough to say I did cry. I did cry when it came out. I was very, very emotional. Um, I'm, I'm 26, all right? So my, he, he was there when I was starting to watch it starting to get into WWE, like he was coming through in the ECW and, and then later on into the, the, the pipe bomb era. Um, he was my favorite guy. Like he was my favorite guy. Once, once Sean left, uh, he was, he was my guy. And uh, I can't explain how, how much this was just, it was amazing. And the, the, the roar of the crowd was incredible. I felt like I turned my TV up so loud. It was amazing. And, and, and like, for me, uh, if I'm Adam Cole, if, I, if I'm Bray Wyatt even, I'm excited about the potential about what could, what, what could be in the future. And with Brian, with Brian Danielson, I'm, I'm going to be pretty excited for the reaction that comes at, at Arthur Ashe, if that is the place that he, that he comes in. But, yeah, no, for me, this was, this was magical. This was amazing. Uh, one, one, one positive on SmackDown, the brood thing. I popped, I did pop for the brood and hearing that theme song, but yeah, uh, for me, CM Punk, oh my God, that was, um, yeah, I'll leave you with that. And, uh, yeah, it was just a very, very emotional day today. It was really, really good. The lone comment about WWE we're going to get from our callers today is, uh, about the brood theme song, but understandable. Thank you very much, Rory. And, uh. Appreciate the call, as always. Let's go up next to Hanzi. Hanzi, what's going on? Boy, man, what a crazy night, man. Uh, cruise, uh, 205 Live was nuts, man. I don't, I, I don't know if you guys are watching. <laughs> no, I just, How did Grayson Waller look tonight? <laughs> no, uh, no, seriously, man. Listen, I, 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 it's gonna already add to my loser vibe that I have already. But yeah, I, I, cr- I, I cried, man. I, I, you know, I, man, like. I, I've been on and off. No of punk, shame whatever. in it, Hansi. Please, yes. Yeah. No, that's no, that's because Hansi probably went on like bet online and bet this was all a swerve. It was a conspiracy, and he just <laughs> lost a fortune tonight. <laughs> no, you know, I, I actually believe it was going to happen, man. I, it was, it was, it was too much. If if it didn't happen, I, I would have felt bad for Tony Khan after the show. But uh, I gotta say, man, like the 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 line that uh, really struck me the most was um, it actually reminded me of what Dave Chappelle said when uh people are asking why he left like Hollywood and he's talking about how like he saw Martin Lawrence and like, he's like, you know, people think he's acting crazy and he's like, maybe these guys aren't crazy. Maybe their environments are a little, a little sick. I know uh, punk is a, a Chappelle fan. So part of me, so when he said like that line where he can't get better being in a place that's sick, that like, like that was like a very symbolic moment where I, you know, it's a, it's a cut to the empire. And I, I, I love the line about him, uh, um, he left pro wrestling in 2005 and he came back in 2021 that right there. You, you, you use WWE's own verbiage against them because they are not a wrestling company. And I'm looking forward to what happens. And I'm in agreement with you guys from Wednesday where you guys said that Moxley and him should not even interact until like 2022. I don't want it on a special program. I want it on a pay-per-view. I want to pay 50 bucks for it. I don't want to pay 50 bucks for QT Marshall versus big show. 
I want to see Punk and Moxley on a pay-per-view, and I don't think they should go to that right away, hopefully. I, I was actually worried that they might may have gone to that because of Moxley's promo on, on Wednesday. But uh, that was a really good promo, by the way. I, I'm loving what Moxley is doing, and uh, <coughs> I'm looking forward to the future. Sorry. I'm getting, I'm getting choked up again, man. My, my bad, my bad. So anyway, I'll leave you guys with that. Thank you for it. I'll let you know, 10 years ago, we were on Stick'em during your show, and we're like wondering if the CM Punk... Cam, is- not Stick'em. Stick'em sounds like uh, <laughs> you know, we're like holding up guns or something, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. Stick Cam. No, no, but, no, but yeah, no, but 10 years <laughs> the ago... Worst, all- the worst streaming thing in the infancy of video streaming, that goddamn <laughs> live video. But you know, honestly, those are classic moments, and I I remember like ten years ago, uh, like on on the on that site, we we're we we're all like, oh my god, is the Kevin Nash thing gonna ruin the whole CM Punk thing? And I remember I was like always well, one of the guys that said, you know, guys, let it play out, let it play out. And Pollock, you're right, it did, it, it played out like shit. So I I apologize for that. Long term booking, Pollock wins. So I'll leave you guys with that, man. Uh, and good coverage as always. Peace out. Thank you, Hansi. You know what's you, crazy Hansi. about that that he brings up. When Dave Chappelle left his show, I don't know if it was the first show, but I feel it was like the first set of shows. I went to one of them. And that was like a big part of the show was him like talking about the decision to leave his show. And it was, I I would have to look it up to if it was like, I believe it was like the very first group of shows that he did. He did one up here at Massey Hall. Wow. Very cool. All right, let's go up next to the Another professor, Professor Chris yeah, from LA. Professors here in the room. Yeah, what's going on, Chris? Are you there? Oh yeah, do you guys hear me? Yes, yes, we can. Hey. Uh, yeah. Um, I um thought I was really pleased with Rampage tonight. Um, it really did feel like a watershed moment for um AEW. Like you know, even if you're not there live, <clears throat> seeing it on TV is like a story you could tell your kids, like Kobe scoring 81 points or something like that. So um, I was happy with it, but it does kind of lead me to being curious as to how you guys think they will um, handle Brian when he gets there, if he's going to be on a limited schedule or if he's just going to be wanting to wrestle all the time, because I can I could see either one with him. Oh, and I do have to mention, I was thoroughly disappointed with SmackDown tonight, especially knowing that we were getting punk on AEW and just the nonsense they did in that last segment with, with uh, Ray saying that he would retire. It's like, really, motherfucker, is, is this what you're giving us to go home with? Uh, and yeah, that's it. It is an interesting contrast that tonight's show for AEW was all built around having faith in the promotion delivering on something. And with that frivolous stipulation thrown out, the automatic reaction is that you wouldn't buy that stipulation to begin with. Um, And it's an interesting contrast that the two are, I I think like that's, that's just one of many uh, differences that you can see between them. Yeah. It's like, um, Comparing like um, like you know the new hottest movie to like Dumbo or something you know it, it just it just really got on my nerves it, it got on my nerves more than anything else it was it was just like you know these cats aren't even trying anymore you know it just kind of felt like that to me 
Well, guess what, Chris? Tomorrow night we're reviewing Dumbo, okay? So I hope everybody <laughs> is all ears. Oh, I see yeah. what you did there. That's it. That's all I got, Chris. It's late. Uh, Thank you, Chris. Appreciate the call. Thanks. Uh, Oops. Sorry about that, Chris. But, uh, you know, as he asked about Brian, um, I mean, we kind of discussed it earlier, but I I think this all out is going to pass, and then they're going to be looking towards Arthur Ashe and those set of New York shows where Punk is rumored to to appear. uh, And Danielson. I'm sorry. Yeah, Dan, uh, Danielson. Yeah, I got to get used to that, too. Well, but um, I, I think, you know, that hype train will kind of like renew well, now that we have Punk established and kind of moved aside. Um, I, I, I really do feel like for Danielson, it's not necessarily going to be him sh- just showing up, but it'll be who he is paired up with. And I hope it's going to be Kenny Omega. Um, I don't think that's one where you have to really kind of wait. If you're going going to do a big match with Brian Danielson, go right to Kenny. That's what I would do. I would I would too. I would have Danielson come in. I mean, if you're looking at that date to introduce him, um, that I mean, in theory, that should be your November pay per view. I would do Omega Danielson. Uh, it is still two months out though, but um, I would I would make that special. Like I think there's such a I mean, there's you look at that roster and it's there's just going to be all these scenarios that you want to see Danielson in. But the biggest one, I'm with you. I think you go to Kenny immediately and you just promote it as this dream match, uh, which it will. And the audience will buy it as such. And that's enormous for November. Let's go up next to Brian. Brian, thank you for waiting patiently. Oh, no problem at all. Good evening, guys. Um, Yeah, so uh, first of all, in addition to Rampage, added to the schedule these last two Fridays. Nobody's been fired these last two Fridays. So that's a plus. and it's just great how everyone's happy about something in wrestling. It's really nice to hear. Uh, I'm happy. And tonight I didn't even watch uh, Rampage nor SmackDown tonight because I was attending a live show and I didn't get home until after 1030, only catching a few key things on Twitter. So thank you again for your views and potentially mm-hmm. I have some really cool stuff to look forward to when I attend Dynamite in Philadelphia in October, provided that date holds. So uh, yeah, it's just thanks again on all that. So you were at the ROH show tonight. What were what were some of the highlights? Um, the fan re- the uh, fan receptions for the likes of Tony Deppen and Maxi Impaler, and also Brian Johnson, who's been a heel on TV this whole time, but always says he's from the greatest city in the world, Philadelphia, PA, and he held true to that tonight and just played the babyface against EC3. Um, and also, you know, you have a very fun uh, eight man tag, which became a street fight between LFI and Violence Unlimited. Uh, Bandito retained the world title against Flip Gordon and has demonic flub me to EC3 and Brody King lined up as potential challengers and Jonathan Gresham and Red Ties had a really good match as well uh, with Gresham retaining the pure title and foundation was very over tonight all the people you expect to be over from TV were so uh, that is all good time this is a fun show very cool are you going back tomorrow night uh, I am not because I'm already set to uh, attend uh, go to a party with friends I haven't seen in a couple of years. So no ROH and no SummerSlam either, but hopefully right. there'll be a post-show afterwards and take over on Sunday. Well, very cool. There was, there was a ton of stuff going on tonight. Totally. So thank you again. Thanks, cool. Brian. Thank you very much, Brian. Appreciate the call. Let's go up next to Zach. Zach, are you there? Hey, guys. Hey, Zach. What's up? Uh yeah um it's uh I'm not... can you hear guys hear me 
Uh, now we can. I think yes. so. Uh, sorry, can you hear me now? Yes, yes, we can. Yeah. Uh, sorry, um, I'm using my iPhone six, and I'm using on my on the uh, my other phone. I use this for my podcast. So sorry, guys. Um, yeah, uh, I joined in late tonight. I didn't get to hear guys' reviews. Um, I thought it was a great show tonight. Uh, obviously, it's like six uh, six in the morning now. And uh, I'm proper pumped up. I had a few friends around, and uh, it was a great show. And uh, like, I, I've got nothing more to add. I just wanted to get in involved with you guys, and I just personally, I love what you guys do. And from here in England, and I think you guys are brilliant. And um, yeah, that's all I want to say. Um, also, okay. I don't know if anyone's mentioned it, but uh, I think me personally, I'd love to see um, down the road uh, Punk versus Alistair Black. I think that'd be a great feud. Um, and uh yeah i just uh whatever you guys uh think would be great i'd like to like to hear what you think of punk's first feud with if you haven't already said but i'm sorry if i'm rambling a bit but i'm a bit delirious because it is quite early in the morning i've had a couple days but anyway yeah thanks guys thanks zach we appreciate it thank you zach get some sleep at 6 a.m damn um yeah first feud john uh, aside from Darby Allen, of course. Yeah, I mean, you get through this this Darby period, and then I think you could get into something more um, more significant with some angle to to set it up. I mean, you can just look. I mean, you can God, you can throw a dart and land on numerous ideas. Uh, you know, Ma- Malachi Black is being brought up, and he. It will be interesting to see what what is done with him on Wednesday if that is to set up a program for All Out of some sort uh, because he is someone that needs a big baby face uh, before Cody comes back. So, I mean, he, he's a great option. There's, there's a lot of different ideas when you can go up and down uh, the Moxley one is one. I mean, you seem to want to hold off on that, but I think that there's still a, I think they should hold off on it for, you know, before uh, all out. So, uh, I mean, that was some of the talk from people thinking that, you know, Moxley versus punk could have been an all out match. I, I, I didn't think that needed to be the case. I could see them doing it for Revolution, you know, after this. And if that's the case, I would love to see Punk versus Eddie Kingston as a setup feud towards Moxley. Maybe you can hold off on the Moxley for later on, but, you know, do Punk versus Eddie Kingston, which I think would be awesome, too. I so. fought tooth and nail to get a contract with a company, and you walked out of one. <laughs> that would be great. Ah, there you go. You but can course, do, you know, there's a lot of great stuff you could do. I, I think you probably, you know, Darby is a babyface. I imagine you probably want to pair Punk with a full-on heel coming out of this. MJF, to me, is like the the one we look forward to, you know, at the very end, perhaps. But maybe that's one you go to right away, too. Because, like, no matter who it is, though, does Punk have to win the next feud? Or can he afford the loss? Can, do we even know if he's, do we even, he's going to be Darby Allen though. I think we can yeah. agree, right? I think you have to. Anyway, it'll be really interesting to see. There's so many possibilities. Let's go up next to Costa. I hope I said that right. Hey, you got it, man. The name's Costa. Hey, I wanted to call in as really a longtime lapsed fan. This was my first time really watching anything AEW because Punk wrapped me in. Uh, I've heard a little bit from you guys. I'm a huge post-wrestling fan, but this is my first time really watching AEW. And I got to tell you, aside from all the excitement, I mean, Punk, the atmosphere was absolutely amazing. I think you guys nailed it best. AEW put some people out there that I thought were really cool. This was my first time seeing uh, the Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. They mm-hmm. were fun, man. That was really enjoyable. Jade Kara looked uh, crazy. I probably said that name wrong. And, uh, thank you. And then uh, Darby Allen. Uh, dang, it's like Young Sting. It's super nostalgic. It's crazy. 
I thought AEW put on a great show tonight. Really, for somebody who hasn't watched wrestling consistently for years, who've, who's listened to you guys or read your tweets and all that fun stuff, uh, that's what I've seen. So this was fun as a re-entry point for me. That's really cool, Colston. I think that they're banking on the hope that there's a lot of people like you that were checking in tonight that have never watched AEW and were happy with what they saw. So, I mean, if you're indicative of a larger number, then that's that much more of a success tonight. I love that to a certain section of the audience. Darby Allen is now known as Young Sting. Like like, like His son. Sting Jr. Yeah, Sting's son, which is awesome to me. Anybody else like make an impression? Was there anybody that maybe you've heard about in AEW that you wish could have been on the show? You know, uh, I've watched Kenny Omega in New Japan. I was really in when he was big. I was loving New Japan back then. I would have loved to see him wrestle just because I haven't seen modern Kenny Omega. You know, what is he doing today? Um, you know, the Young Bucks, I've been watching them since when they were jobbers in TNA. So they've been, I know they're doing crazy stuff, all that fun stuff. But uh, I, I really think I mean, it's hard not to root for Kenny Omega when you get the chance to watch him. I would have loved to see him wrestle. Awesome. Well, hope you call back, Costa. Much appreciated uh, to, to get a different take on, on the tonight's right, events. And, all right. Uh, enjoy the soccer game or whatever you're at uh, in the background, it sounds like. I think they're okay. playing stick them up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, who is up next here? Uh, I think we go to John Taylor. John Taylor, are you there? I am here. And uh, I'll hey, be John. as succinct as possible because I see a couple of VIPs with their hands raised. Look, um, at his, look at his screensaver he's got here. That's right. That's uh, literally how I was feeling tonight, too. Um, he's got the crying fan as his <laughs> thumbnail. Awesome. Tonight is special for me, um, and I'll be as succinct as possible because it's full circle for me, and it has a lot to do with you guys as well. Because in 2011, I was a Laps fan. I hadn't watched uh, any wrestling in 10 years. I happened to be at my mom's house, and they had cable, and I just happened to have her on and caught the pipe bomb. And I remember after that, I was Googling to see, you know, basically, you know, are there anybody doing any live reactions, any post shows, uh, pun intended, I guess, um, and you know, before podcasts are really popular and then I came upon, I came upon live audio wrestling. I found John Pollock and waiting and have been with you guys ever since. And now full circle, here we are 10 years later, I'm on a zoom call with you guys. I've been along for the ride, CM Punk's back. And I feel the same way I did on that night. And I just, you know, want to say that this is a great feeling. That's Simple wonderful. as that. Thank you very much for that thought, John. Yeah, you know, that was like hard to believe that it was really 10 years ago. But um, that was I, we hear often from people who found us through that one particular time. And I mean, you know, stemming from some of the reaction tonight, like this could be hopefully the cusp of like, you know, a, a new boom, perhaps for for this level of, of, of uh, pro wrestling fans. So thank you very much for the call and the thought, John. Let's go up next to the podfather himself. A man who will be joining you, John, here in this seat tomorrow night. Nate Milton. Nate Milton, are you there? Oh, he might have fallen asleep for he's got to get rested oh, no. for, for okay. SummerSlam. Well, Nate, uh the invite is open if you happen to be there. Um, otherwise we'll get your thoughts on tonight's festivities sometime tomorrow with you and Kate, of course. Let's go up next to Joe from H Town. Joe, are you there? What's up, fellas? Hello, Joe. Hey Joe. Oh man, that was amazing. So amazing. Um, I gotta, I gotta say, I, I've never seen punk wrestle guys. I've never seen him wrestle. 
the first time I heard of punk was on the Cabana podcast. And uh, listen, wow. listening to that, all the stuff he dealt with, you know, you had to feel for the guy. And then when he so, went to UFC, he went to UFC for a couple of fights. And, you including know, at the United Center for one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, so, so you've entirely missed punk's like pro wrestling career. This is like your first, this will be your first kind of entry to CM Punk, the pro wrestler. Correct. I've seen a couple of replays, people suggesting matches to watch and, but wow. I've never, seen, never seen him live. So fast forward to 2019 when AEW comes around and uh, he's doing, he's doing commentary with my buddy, John Morgan. And so every few months I'm asking him to ask punk, Hey man, ask punk if he's going to come back. And every few months, he would give me the the smart ass answer that Punk would give him. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. of course, you know, fast forward a couple of years, it's gonna happen. And I, I texted uh, John a few months ago, and he said that you know he asked Punk, and he said no, he denied it. So it's it's pretty amazing, man, to see this this wrestling stuff, man. Like the, to get you on the verge of tears. Like I mean, this guy was emotional coming back, and it was pretty good to see, man. And uh, I, I just, I, I, I went through a 20 year gap between wrestling and um, <clears throat> that was, that was a pretty cool to watch tonight. So uh, I'm pretty sleepy right now, but uh, that's all I got guys. You know, I appreciate everything you guys do. And uh, hopefully we do this all again in one month with Daniel Bryan. So we'll see. Hey, last thing, Joe, how was it being in the crowd on, on Wednesday for that Jericho entrance? Oh man, it was amazing. The whole night. I mean, from the first fight, five 30 till 10 o'clock, that crowd was on fire. I mean, yeah. it's, it's like these crowds, like it's a competition for, for every city to be louder than the previous city. And, you know, somebody brought up that WWE did like 14,000. I think it was Meltzer. And then Houston only did like 4,500. Well, you know, it was kind of disappointing, whatever. But I just think they're, they're just in tune to WWE being a WWE town for 20 years and, and a new um, show. You know, I went to a Ring of Honor a couple of years ago. There was like 200 people there. So, you know, it's going to take time, and uh, hopefully AEW switches, you know, uh, Houston over because uh, that that crowd was fire, and, and it was all friendly, and it was like everybody's on the same team. Nobody's trying to take over the, the crowd, you know. So uh, it, it was awesome, man. I had a great time, and I can't wait to the next one. Cool. Thanks a lot, Joe. Yes, sir. Thank you very much, Joe. Let's go up next to Christian. And at this point, we're, we're, if you haven't gotten your hand raised, we're probably not going to have enough time for you. It's just been that long of a show. But let's try to fit a few more in here. Christian, what would you think of tonight's wrestling? Hey, um, can you guys hear me all right? Yes, we can. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, um, around the time CM Punk came in the WWE is when I stopped watching pro wrestling. Um, I, like, I was interested in him because, like, he was using arm bars and stuff like that. Like, and I was getting in the MMA and I was started wrestling in high school. And then like, I just drifted away, started watching UFC and stuff like that. But like, I always followed along kind of here and there, like saw stuff on YouTube. I saw like the pipe bomb promo. I, I thought he was cool. I thought it was really, uh, really dope. And then when he got into the MMA and was winning the UFC, I was really excited. I like, I was like, Oh man. And then when I heard he was training with, um, in Milwaukee, I forget their names, but like yeah, Astrid and Woodley, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I was stoked about that. I was like, wow, he's gonna be great. And then he lost, but I'm happy to see. Like, I'm stoked. I'm really excited to see him wrestle, and uh, just really like happy to be in the wrestling again. Like, I discovered your guys' podcast a few months ago, um, through Post Pro Res, 
and I've been hooked since then. Like, and I'm a big fan of WH and like everything you guys do. So WH is the ultimate gateway to post wrestling. <laughs> yeah, for real. And then like all the MCU stuff. And but yeah, then like um, yeah, like just love everything you guys do, everything you guys cover. I'm watching more pro wrestling than ever. I grew up on WCW. So when uh, a few weeks ago, when uh, Hoovy and Chris Jericho were wrestling on TV, I would like it gave me like the same like vibes I had when I was in kindergarten. I remember watching that as a kid. So yeah, like I'm happy like to be enjoying pro wrestling again and stuff. So yeah, uh, that's about it. That's all I got to say. So, Thanks very much, guys. Christian. We greatly appreciate that. Have a good night. You too. Some really wonderful calls from like just happy people tonight, which is really, really awesome to hear. So thank you everybody who's called in. Let's go to uh let's go to a one last live report from somebody who just returned from the arena and his name is Ron. Ron, are you there? Hi guys. Uh I actually just got home right now. And I was actually thought I would go and miss it, but yeah, I just got home. Um literally walking through show. the door. <laughs> yeah, I literally just walked in right now. Um, so I was so there. How, how um, was the experience? Oh, it, it was awesome. Um, dark was pretty. It was dark. It was pretty much fun to watch. But um, once nine o'clock hit, when Punk came out, it it was literally the most loudest steam I've been, and I was even wearing my earbuds, and I still could like hear everything, and it. It's kind of hard to describe, but it was this. It's really, it was really awesome. And once um, Punk finished up his promo, because I'm pretty sure a lot of people already did their own stuff, I merely went to the merch stand. And uh, if you guys saw Twitter, it was long. Like, mm-hmm. I missed like the first two matches trying to get the shirt. And by the time I got the shirt, I ran back to my seat and got in time for the main bet. So you got the shirt. Wow. You're probably the only person we've spoken to tonight who actually has, um, because that, that shirt is worth a pretty penny already. Get that eBay. thing on eBay, Ron. You're going to be all set, yeah, man. I saw like a couple of guys even bought like maybe five of them. But like at most yeah. people, Lucy just got two. You got to put um, that ice cream bar wrapper up there too, if you haven't already yet. I also got that too. Yeah. It, all right. Like, very cool, and um, I know I gotta. I'm gonna kind of stop right here because I know the main event of all the callers is hopefully still around with Brandon from New Jersey. So yeah. the man has been waiting patiently. So we thank you, Ron, for that live report and uh, yeah, get that eBay account uh, logged in right now. But we end the night of calls from uh, the only way we know how off to New Jersey. And Brandon, what's up, Brandon? Hello. You almost Hello. missed weight today. Oh, yeah, man. It was a struggle, man. I, I had my sauna suit on, and I jogged my butt off to, to, to make way. It was never a doubt, though, John. I, I, I knew I was going to make it. Hit 186, and, we, and it's on for Saturday. Kelvin Gastelum, Jared Cannonier, we're all set. I'm all ready, baby. Who you got? Um, I'm going with uh, – I think it could have used a last-minute stipulation where Jared Cannonier <laughs> and Kelvin Gastelum put up their UFC careers the last minute. <laughs> Without prompting from the other. They voluntarily uh, are willing to walk away. Thank, thank you. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll be real quick because I, I know it's bedtime. Uh, uh, but uh, It's only 1.15 in the morning. What are we yeah. uh, looking at our clocks for? I know. I want to be considerate. I, I, I don't want to be inconsiderate. Uh, 
Uh, that's my dog is barking. Uh, yeah, so uh, uh, I thought tonight was awesome. Uh, I, <laughs> I thought it was a, I thought it was a great. Uh, I, I've never heard a pop like that since uh, uh, in a very long time. I thought it was tremendous. Set. Since you found out what NSFA stands for. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and uh, I, I, I can't wait till what's next. Uh, and one more thing. Uh, uh, Karatanov and uh, 47-year-old Czech Congo uh, knocked it out of the park, man. Congo Two submitted eight. him? Yes. Uh, it, it was like at the it was like one second left in the yeah. in the second round. It, it was I mean, for two old geezers uh, battling out like that, uh, <laughs> I mean, it was something, man. And uh, and Gable Stevenson uh, started his uh, world tour for a weekend. That actually is notable. Gable Stevenson was at the Bellator card. They interviewed him on camera with Josh Thompson, and he's going to be at SummerSlam tomorrow as well. So this guy is just the uh, the bell of the ball, it seems, everybody. Like in the field. This guy, hey, he's, you know, he's single and looking to mingle. He's also slated to talk to Dana White at the at the UFC Apex too this weekend. So uh, the man's got many irons in the fire uh, for after his performance at the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, game changer wrestling's in town too. Maybe he could have a <laughs> meeting with them as well. Please don't Nick blade. Gage gotta, Gable Stevenson. I don't, you don't want him to blade though. He's got he's got a tremendous uh, smile. You don't want him to ruin that face. Or so young in the game carves that gold medal in half, and they have a weapon match. How about Matt Card? How about Matt Cardona today, dressed up as Vince? <laughs> yeah, I didn't see all of this. Matt Cardona was hilarious tonight. He, he was. Who who was the who who turned out to be the the opponent? I was not following the Game Changer show. Who did I, it end up being? I don't know who it was, but I just saw him in that gimmick and because they didn't announce the opponent. So tonight he tweets out that his original opponent double booked himself and is in Chicago. So it's going to have to be somebody else. <laughs> And then, yeah, he came out as Vince McMahon circa 2007 when he was the ECW champion. Matt Cardona <laughs> is just having this fantastic run right now. Yeah, and I hope it ends with him wrestling Minoru Suzuki in October in Atlantic City, a show that I'll be at. I can't wait for that. Very uh, and, and guys, that's all I got. I love you guys. Uh, I'll share that story, I promise you, next week. I love you guys. Okay. I'm out of here. Peace. Look at that, Brandon. Thank you very much, Brandon. Capping things off for us. All right. Uh, do you want to go through some of this written feedback as much as much as we can before we pass out, John? Uh, okay. Let's. Uh, let's this go is unprecedented this. in terms of like the number of votes here we have. So, what did you guys think of AEW Rampage the first dance? Okay. If this, if this is not going to top everything else, I don't know what will. I think that this is going to be a sentimental vote for people. Out of ten. Um, we should also mention a lot of people voted a lot more than usual. They voted this particular one hour wrestling show, a 9.16. All right. Yeah. Smackdown. You You think it topped it? Uh, well, we shall see how much did people like the face to face to face to face. 4.47. AEW one. Okay, let's uh, let's go through a few here. Um, we start off with Ben. I'm so used to being let down. I was ready for it. Then I read Tony Khan com- Tony Khan's comments about not letting the fans down, and I believed him. I signed up for fight this afternoon, set my alarm clock for 2:30 a.m., and rang fellow patron James Rose until he woke up. What a moment! Everything was perfect. Doing it first and not letting the fans spoil a match. The music, the logos, the roar, the promo—it could not have gone better. Oh, lovely. 
so lovely to to hear people's like own like this is like their their moment of like where were you it sounds like everybody's kind of got their own stories and that's wonderful to hear let's go to aaron who says that entrance and the fans reaction gave me goosebumps and it feels good to be a professional wrestling fan right now from a guy in brandon manitoba to brandon in new jersey cm punk hug all right mj since 2011 i have loved pro wrestling for three reasons cm punk post wrestling and the elite Two of those things came together tonight, and I'm about to tune into you guys to listen to CM Punk 10 plus years later after I did for the first time. I love professional wrestling. A lot of tears in the room. I can feel it. Jalen from Pickering says, as somebody currently disinterested in most of wrestling, that opening segment did exactly what AEW would want it to do for me. They've got my interest and pay-per-view money for the time being solely because of one man. CM Punk helped reignite and carry my wrestling fandom once before. Let's see if he could do it again. No joke, they should bring ice cream bars to every town. Change the merch game forever. Jay from Colorado, my wrestling dark period was during Punk's run, so I missed all of it. But the guy's a legend, and you don't need to see a legend to know of them. Tonight was electric, and felt that, and I felt that crowd to the point where I had to replay the pop over and over just to feel it. I haven't felt that way in wrestling for two decades. Tonight was a big deal, and it made me feel like a kid again. This is a new era of AEW. This is a new era of wrestling. I'm just so pumped. That crying guy was all of us. <laughs> can we get the name of famous. that crying? Yeah, can we get the name of that crying guy already and like get him on a podcast somewhere? Dude, he's going to oh. do the rounds, I think. Oh, they'll sell a t-shirt with his face on it, I'm sure. Uh, all right. Okay, let's go to Mark, who says, I know a lot of people have stated that CM Punk showing up in AEW is a lot like Scott Hall and Kevin Ash jumping to WCW. The more I think about it, the more it feels like Punk's move and the celebratory nature of it by the new promotion is a lot like Hulk Hogan's initial jump to WCW in 94. Instead of a ticker tape parade at Disney and pretend press conference, we had AEW book the biggest arena in Chicago and celebrate it with ice cream bars. The first half of this show is a celebration of Punk and the people who love him most. His arrival is something that will have ripple effects for years. This was AEW telling the most diehard of WWE fan and lapsed casual fans from the last decade that they have arrived. Such a fun time to be a wrestling fan. 10 out of 10 for giving a moment that many people thought they would never see. Okay, I'm going to skip down here to Noah. One of my favorite wrestlers returned tonight. I couldn't be more excited that I'll be in attendance for his first match back. An incredible moment. All-time memorable one in pro wrestling history. I'm so excited for what's to come. 10 out of 10. We go to John who says, I was there live and the crowd was deafening. Took a long time before I could hear Living Color playing. Amazing show. After Rampage went off the air, Darby answered Punk's challenge with a simple, it would be an honor. 10 out of 10. Can't wait for All Out. And he attached this very cool image outside the United Center after with the uh, the punk logos on the side of the United Center. Oh, that is so awesome. Like the idea that they had all this ready, the t-shirts and all that, and they saved it for after the start of the show is just, I think, a great kind of like attention to people's experience that just awesome. Great. You know what? Brandon from New Jersey got a call, so he doesn't get uh, written feedback as well. Ben from Vancouver. Well, Punk not only sold out the United Center, he sold out the post-Zoom room. I think that's a moment everyone will remember, and it really illustrates how simple wrestling can be. That that will be criteria on the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame ballot. Uh, I think having Jim Ross tonight was also a huge benefit. He gets hated on a lot, but I'm a big fan, and he made that moment feel all the more special. What do you guys see happening with Kiara Hogan? I found it odd that they didn't bring up any of her impact history on it. I mean, the match was a minute. Um, personally, I think she has a ton of talent and would make a great addition to the show. 
Uh, I mean, she was not featured tonight. It was that was about Jade Cargill. Um, they put Kira Hogan there, so I think like we'll consider continue to see her probably on Elevation and Dark. I think she'd be a great addition to have in that women's division. Uh, but tonight was not about her. Tonight was about Jade Cargill, and they had about sixty three seconds to do that. Yeah, you were running low on time anyway, and um, I, it was almost the type of match where I I don't know if you'd want your name to be put out there so much since it was a really quick squash, but I'm sure she'll get a chance later on if, if she impresses. Um, okay. I think that's about it. We want to thank everybody. Sorry. We couldn't get to all of you guys, uh, and your feedback, or if you tried to call and we couldn't get to you, apologies, but this was, uh, perhaps the most active zoom room and like feedback show we probably had since we've started the show, you know, we sold it out and, uh, it tells you the power of this this one show. Do you have an updated prediction, John, of of the rating for tonight? I mean, I th- I think this is going to do well above last week. Um, like it's it's going to be one that I mean, this is going to be very very buzzworthy all weekend long and into next week. I think Wednesday is going to greatly benefit from all of this. Uh, but tonight, for like the actual number, like I I don't. Like 900 sounds high to me, even with all of the buzz throughout the day. Um, you know, I'm maybe being conservative in like, like for my my uh, options that I put up today, like 800 to 850 was kind of where I was thinking this was going to land. Maybe maybe a little north of 850, but in that range was kind of where I'm thinking. But I mean, who knows? This could have been a case where that instantly hits Twitter and you've got a just a deluge of people tuning in minutes after once that that initial uh, buzz is out there that he is there and lifted up the rest of the program. Um, it's very possible. Mm. This is going to be a very interesting number to look at. But more important is like, does this take AEW to a larger, you know, kind of foundation where they're suddenly they're doing consistent 0.45s on on Wednesdays in their in their main demo? Like if they're consistently hitting like a four five. That's huge. That's really big for them to take that that step up. Like their eighteen to forty nine number these last two weeks, like it's it's been down like twenty percent after those couple of those four weeks where they were cruising and they were it's not so much the million number that people are fixated on, but like the demo has been down these last two, and I think this is going to um you know, certainly short term, we know there's gonna be a big, big jump, but is this going to be they've got a lot planned as well. This is not just like a quick one or two week thing, like after All Out, it's then the big focus is on Newark and Arthur Ashe Stadium. And from there, it's going to be, you know, if Danielson is in, then you've got a lot of ideas there. So it's not like this is just like a short-term thing. It's like they have a lot of cards to play. And it's arguably their two biggest cards that they've ever had to play with, with Punk and now Danielson. They're also still trying to, re- you know, condition these audiences to tune in on Friday nights at 10 o'clock. And arguably, they played their biggest card that they possibly could tonight. So we await to see what the results may be tomorrow and, and well into you know next week and also next Friday. And then the big number to me is what they do for All, all Out. Uh, certainly coming off of tonight, um, you know. I think you have to have high bigger. expectations for, for, that, for that number. Like this is arguably, I mean, it'll prove itself out if this ends up being the the biggest match that AEW has been able to promote. I think it probably will be. 
Thank you to everybody for joining us live or downloading the show after. If you're new to the Post Wrestling Cafe, thank you very much. Um, it's great to have new people on board as well as the, the OGs as well here at the cafe uh, since day one. We are going to be back on Saturday night. Uh, Way is off, but it will be myself with Kate from Montreal and Nate Milton. We will be going live uh, roughly 10 minutes or so after the main event of SummerSlam ends. And it will either be John Cena as your new WWE champion, universal champion, or Roman Reigns' WWE career is over. Wow. Um, well, I wonder. There's some curiosity attached to it. So we'll see what they do. Okay, there'll be a ton to talk about coming out of SummerSlam. And then a quick plug for Sunday night, Davey and Braden will be live right after TakeOver, which looks like an awesome card on paper for Sunday night. And they will be live at Twitch. Up next summer. Up next summer, going down on Sunday. The biggest event that's been promoted all weekend. I've had that tune in my head now for a week. The up next summer tune? QT Marshall, Eddie Kingston. Oh my god, yeah. They're all invested. They're all... It looks like Fire Frank is the the sentimental favorite going against the the dreaded head of the up next table, Braden Harrington. Um, well, I'll, I'll be watching along with a very special match between um, uh, John... I believe... Um, who, who is it? Uh, it's Martin Bushby and, and a mystery partner taking on Eric Marcotte and Nate Milton for the up next... Who's a mystery partner going to be? I have no idea. No clue. going to... Call up Ollie. Oh wow, that would be quite the quite the callback. But um, I wait to see. Okay, that's coming up for Eastern Twitch.tv slash Up Next Podcast, and then they're live after Takeover Thirty Six. That's it for us. Thank you to everybody for joining us. Postwrestling.com is your home. Good night.